The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? A little bit different show today. I had one of the best honors so far this offseason. I was able to jump on Mark Adams' podcast, brand new podcast for 49ers content. It's under 49ers Camelot. I'm going to put the description of it, his YouTube channel, in the description of this video. Um, now, here's the thing. He is by far one of the best writers already um, in 49ers kind of universe. He writes for 49ers Web Zone, does great work. Um, so I've been trying to get him to start a podcast for a while, and I'm very, very glad that he did. So enjoy this conversation. I had an absolute blast and let us know what you think and go subscribe to his channel most importantly welcome to the 49ers camelot show i am excited that you've joined us and i'm even more excited that john chapman of the 49ers rush podcast is with us this is a brand new podcast and this is my very first time to have a guest on the show and so i, I freaking love the it best one right here thanks john how's it going man it's awesome uh, you know you and i we were chatting a little bit beforehand and I, I i just gotta say man i feel really lucky this season was incredible such a memorable season the ending kind of ruins a little bit of it no <laughs> doubt but i constantly am just trying to force myself to look back with enjoyment and pleasure and just how joyful this season was the ending sucked but yeah. very, very happy to be here today. Mark, you've been killing it um, with your written word. And so I'm so excited to be a part of this just uh, to kind of launch this bad boy. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do, man. Well, I'm excited to to be doing it and excited to have you. And so I, I know that your time is limited today. So I want to jump right in. I have a series of questions that uh, that I want to ask you and then just kind of see, uh, see what you're thinking about not only the, the season that we just finished, but uh, moving forward. And, you know, I it's it's funny because I heard, gosh, I don't remember who it was, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. He was on KNBR this morning, and they asked him something about Kyle, should Kyle Shanahan, should this talk about him being fired? And he's like, what? And I, I am the same way. I, ha I saw somebody just last week, uh, two bad takes in one tweet. They said Kyle Shanahan should be fired and Trey Lance is a bust. And I'm like, how do you know? It's been 14 quarters. He can't be a bust yet. And how does Kyle Shanahan, I mean, 
where does this stuff come from? It's crazy, isn't it? it it's it's a mess, and how quickly people forget uh, the dark ages of Tom Sula and <laughs> Kelly <laughs> and Dennis Erickson and all these things. Like the, the fact that Kyle Shanahan's up for Coach of the Year. Yeah, right. Why would you fire a Coach of the Year candidate that puts you in the NFC Championship three out of four years? Makes no sense. And if you are not a Trey Lance guy, that's okay because he hasn't proven it. But right. The same breath as saying like Trey Lance hasn't proven it yet. There's nothing to be negative about with what you have seen. Like yeah. there's nothing that yeah. you can say, quote unquote, bust. A absolutely ridiculous argument. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to get that off my chest because I thought that was just some crazy talk. But uh, let's get into some of the questions. First, I want to see what what are your three takeaways from the 2022 season? Like what jumped out to you the most? You know, I, I wanted to do the questions you said over are incredible, by the way. You got like a whole podcast series right here, man. I love <laughs> it. Um, and I wanted to do some positive, some negative, because I want to balance it out. So positive, gosh, what a difference a quarterback makes. Jimmy Garoppolo has been good, and he's got a lot of wins. But as soon as Brock Purdy stepped in, absolutely just a, a tear um, yeah. through the NFL, through some great defenses. And did it whenever his pressure moments against the Cowboys for sure. You know, I mean, just it didn't matter wherever he was, they were successful. So that's huge. Negative D line needs some work. Mm -hmm. This has been a backbone of the 49ers defense since Shanahan's arrived, even before that, with you know, drafting both the Oregon guys in the first round. But it's Bosa or bust because you kind of saw what happened whenever Bosa's getting double teamed. The other guys couldn't win one-on-one -on -one matchups. Sometimes Armstead could, but outside of that, it was just, it's a wash. And so that's, that's a huge concern moving forward. And then another positive that I want to say is just what a different Shanahan makes loses yeah. his entire yeah. offensive staff and didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat with three different quarterbacks. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get I'm right there with you. I see a 49ers faithful forever wrote, uh, I'm here. What's up, fellas? Hey, 49ers faithful forever. Thanks for joining us. He had a lot to say here. Steve Young said those people have no idea what they're talking about. Steve yeah. Young is right. <laughs> that is true. And what, you know, what, what about, what about Joe Montana saying that the 49ers need to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo? I thought that was pretty interesting. I think it makes sense whenever you look at Joe's story. Um, he's somebody who, I mean, if you listen to that whole clip, he was even throwing shade at Steve Young, uh, which was crazy <laughs> to me. And some people just can't get out of their own experiences. Uh, yeah. And I totally understand that. And I love Joe and I love Steve. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Steve was, or sorry, Joe was the incumbent. Joe was mm -hmm. the person that won a lot of games, and he felt like he was wronged whenever he was traded. It makes sense, but uh, Joe Montana's good at a lot of things. His uh, quarterback takes for this current team, I would disagree <laughs> with. Yeah, I think I remember uh, at his retirement ceremony, um, I think I remember hearing that uh, maybe they were having a party afterward or something and, and his wife, Jennifer didn't invite Steve young. So I don't know if that was a rumor or whatever. Uh, let's see. 49ers faithful forever. Also said negative lack of a true pass rusher opposite Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's issue. definitely something that, uh, that we need to see. So what's uh, let's do this. What is the one thing that happened in 2022 
that you think could impact the team down the road? It could be something positive like the emergence of Brock Purdy. It could be something negative like Trey Lance still hasn't had his opportunity. What's, uh, what's that one thing that you think uh, could, yeah. could impact the team? I'm, you know, I talked a little bit about this on my show, but I'm going to stick with it. And that's Talano Hufunga as a playmaker on the backside. Uh, love Jimmy Ward, love Jaquaski Tart. They're incredible, great players, and they were with the 40 hours for a long time, neither one of which was a playmaker. Yeah. Um, very consistent and leader of men and great tacklers, great players. You got Talanoa and just provided such a huge spark in his first year starting. And not only was he just great from the start, I think he is the one that's going to benefit the most from the Steve Wilkes hire. You know, Steve Wilkes has coached mm. uh, Sean Taylor, Ryan yeah. Clark. Uh, he's coached Buda Baker, a lot of really good playmaker safeties. That is the one guy that I'm looking at and I'm just saying, wow. Okay. He was all pro his very first year as a starter. I think the trajectory on him is pointing straight up. Uh, like, and I said this, and, and like, I'm not trying to be like clickbaity or whatever, but I firmly believe this that he is the type of player that could be a defensive player of the year mm-hmm. if just a couple other things break his way. That that dude is special, and I'm very, very excited to see what that's going to bring long term. Because again, only one year as a starter going into his third year. I think he could be the next household name for the 49ers defensive legends. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, if, if he can overcome some of those mistakes that he makes in coverage, which, hey, young players make mistakes and aggressive players make mistakes. All players make mistakes. But yeah, I, I agree. He's uh, he's going to be a, a great one. So here's the controversial question. And I'm asking this uh, to you because you're the guy who breaks down the film and if y'all haven't checked out John's Patreon, if you haven't checked out his uh, YouTube page, his podcast, do it, man. He breaks down plays very, very well. And I've been—I don't know how long you've been doing this. Uh, this is my seventh year. As okay. soon as we hit April, it will be year number eight. So nice. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, I think I've been following you for at least five years, and so um, I always learn a lot from you. But what did you think about that play where Brock Purdy was injured? Is it common for, uh, you know, I keep hearing in in play-action situations that it's not totally uncommon for a tight end to have to block an elite pass rusher, but is that something that happens a lot? Because I initially I hated the play, but if that's something that happens all the time and I've just never paid attention, then uh, then maybe I, I was wrong for saying that. But what did you think about that? You know, it, it was a somewhat unique um, lineup that we had, the, the offensive, because it was a wing set. And what I mean by that is you had a tight end to the right side, George Kittle, and then just off the tight end, you know, it's kind of a double tight right but he's off. So the the classification is when you have a tight end and then a tight end that's a little bit off the line of scrimmage, that's a true wing set. So it's wing right. So you got seven big blockers in there. Um, now Kittle released on a route and very normal. They actually ran that exact same formation three consecutive plays in a row on that drive. They did wing right, wing hmm. left, wing right. Um, and so the, the entire way that that is constructed is, look, yeah, they're going to put their edge guy out on the edge. That's why he's an edge player. That's where Hassan Reddick always goes, whatever. 
but you're spacing him out by your formation alignment in such a way that it's supposed to give your quarterback more time. Because again, he's not outside the tackle. He's not outside the tight end. He's outside the wing. And so he's so far removed from the play. You're thinking if we, we are going to have time to get the ball off now, very, very normal to have a, you know, your number two tight end Croft is a good blocker against Mm -hmm. that's not an issue. The problem was it was a poor executed block from Tyler Croft. And two, uh, Brock Purdy patted the ball instead of throwing what he saw. Uh, And so whenever you combine bad on bad, that's when everything goes bad. Because if Croft would have just had a better block, it would have been fine. If Purdy would have just thrown the ball instead of patting the ball, it would have been just fine as well. Uh, And what people continue to fail to mention is that Mike McGlinchey, who's you know, three players inside, he missed his block as well. And Fletcher Cox was literally right next to Hassan Riddick about to hit yeah. him. Well. So it, people are just looking for a witch hunt and something to point their finger at and say, this is why this yeah. is bad. Uh, but unfortunately, if you watch football enough, especially in the Shanahan scheme, you see that happen all the time. Yeah. And, and uh, is, that's the play that he had Ayuk uh, open for what would have been a big gain, maybe even Correct. a score too. Uh, so that one hurt in multiple ways. And so what do you think about Brock Purdy? Has he shown you enough to, uh, to believe that he's the guy or, or is it still too early? I have no problem with Brock Purdy being the guy. I mean, what he like, I don't think people understand like how special it was seven consecutive games with two or more touchdown passes. Steve Mm -hmm. Young didn't even do that in his 1994 MVP season. Like (laughs) he he didn't get past five consecutive games. Uh, You look at what Jimmy Garoppolo, the most he's ever done was three consecutive games. And so like what he showed me showed he's the man. However, however, Context is key because now he has his injury and they just announced, you know, they're going to do the surgery six month timeline. Well, you also have this other guy that you spent a lot of draft capital on Trey Lance, who guess what? Upside is phenomenal, but again, has not done it yet. That's all potential means is you haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. He's going to get all the first team reps. I think that this is a, how do I, how do I phrase this? I'm very not happy with the injury, never happy with any player's injury, even if it's somebody I dislike. But I think that this is going to organically solve itself to the point where Trey's going to get one more swing at this. And if for some reason he hesitates or it doesn't go well, Brock Purdy comes right back in and is just fine. Um, And so I understand the headlines and everybody's got to be, oh, who should start? Who should start? I think it's going to take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah, I I have answered because at 49ers Web Zone we do a weekly mailbag during the season. Now, right now it's it's gone to every other week. But I I was asked that question. You know, has Brock Purdy done enough? And what I what I the way that I look at it is that at this point he's done enough to be QB one now. But Trey Lance has the upside, and so in three years. It may not be that way. It might be right. that Trey Lance is the guy at uh, at that point. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Um, <laughs> 49ers faithful forever said Croft whiffed. Yeah, he, he he's right. He he's right. Uh, do well there. <laughs> you got to put guys in a position to be successful. The coaches did that. It wasn't executed. That's on the player. And again, if Brock Purdy just threw it right when he saw it, right, then it wouldn't have even been an issue. People yeah. miss blocks all the time. I, I right. mean. But anyway, 
I I I want to move. I want to skip ahead to something since we when, since we're talking about missing blocks, um, and I, think I know where I, this is going. Yeah, <laughs> I've been really hard on Mike McGlinchey, um, but he had a good season, and PFF has him listed in their top ten available free agents. I think that McGlinchey is going to get paid, and my hope is that the 49ers can at least make a lateral move, hopefully can upgrade. But my, my worry is what if we regret uh, letting Mike McGlinchey walk? What do you, what do you think about that? I'll, I'll say this right. Tackle is one of the worst positions in the NFL. As far as talent goes, like there's four good ones. That's it. Outside of that, it's just a bunch of dudes. It's almost wow. like the quarterback position where, like, look, either you have an absolute ace or you're trying to replace it and get something good. So McGlinchey is going to get paid. You are correct. Juwan Johnson uh, is redoing his deal at almost $15 million per year. I think McGlinchey is just going to be just under that $13, $14 million a year. Okay. Now, if you look back to last year when he got hurt, 40 hours put in Tom Compton, and it was just almost a wash. Like, yeah. It, no step back whatsoever. Now, is Tom Compton great? Absolutely not. Um, never even played tackle before. <laughs> he was a guard. But it's what it was, right? So yeah. me personally, I thought McGlinchey had a decent year. He was rough at the start, had eight solid games in a row. When the game started mattering, he went back to his old self. His effort was terrible against the Eagles. Literally was yeah. dodging defenders so that he would not make contact with them. I was mm. very embarrassed. Wow. Um but he's a good dude. He's a great locker room fit. Um, he's just kind of his own worst enemy. And the fact that he's either great or terrible, there is no average. And I don't know. I, personally, I hope that he finds a better place where he will be regarded as a stud, which is what I think he deserves. I just think it would be best for both sides to part ways here. Yeah. So if he does go somewhere else, you know, what are we looking at? If, if the 49ers stay in-house, Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitz, do you think either of those guys are are as good as McGlinchey, or do, do we need to see the 49ers bring somebody from the outside? I think those two options, I'd prefer Colton McKivitz, but also the rookie this year, Spencer Burford. He's athletic and long enough to slide to the right tackle spot. Okay, And so then you could put, you know, Daniel Brunskill could start at right guard. Um, Nick Sakel, who they spent, you know, was one of their favorite uh, picks from last year as well. Like, yeah. there's options. There are options, and they've. This is kind of the way the 49ers have been building because you have so many high cap players, right? Trent Williams, George Kittle, Fred Warner, about to be Nick Bosa, Debo, all these guys. You've got to kind of redshirt replace, which we saw with Lincoln Tomlinson. You let him go, you plug in Banks, and he was perfect. Now right. you let McGlinchey go, you plug in one of these understudies, and we'll see how it goes. Um, Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, 
that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. And so I would rather do that and save that cap space than spend top dollar on Mike McGlinchey. But if McGlinchey does come back, I'll be very happy about it and hope that he can kind of turn his career around and stop some of those just posterized plays that he just seems to get almost every game. Yeah, I'd like to see if they're going to spend money. I'd rather see it on on the defensive edge, you know, get somebody opposite Nick Bosa. Um, Yeah, that's... uh, that that'll be uh, that'll be a, a fun thing to watch, especially with those young guys. So, the 49ers have a handful of free agents. And when I say a handful, I mean a lot. Uh, twenty, I think twenty-one unrestricted free agents. They have three restricted, which uh, hopefully you know they'll they'll probably all be back. But are there a couple of free agents that the 49ers have that you think? I definitely want to see. There's like Jimmy Ward would be one of mine, but I don't think he's coming back. Robbie Gold, I'm sure, is going to be one that that people want back. Who who are you wanting to see back? Two of the guys that I really, really want back, I've already mentioned one, Daniel Brunskill, who's played all five positions for the 49ers. Uh, That's a guy I want back. And Tayshawn Gibson, the safety that you pulled off the street right before the season, you plug him in, was just unbelievable uh, the entire year. Actually led the team in snaps uh, defensively. And it didn't miss a game. Was mm-hmm. It was just great. So those would be two just that I would love to get because if you do get Tayshawn Gibson, the 49ers defense is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I just You're not plugging in a new safety. Jimmy Ward's gone, and he's going to get paid, and he deserves it. Um, but, yeah, Tayshawn Gibson, Daniel Brunskill, those would be the big two. If I could throw three in there, probably Jordan Willis, uh, the defensive end, just as a rotational guy, not that he's going to, you know, whatever light it up but he's just so consistent and cheap that he's one of those de rotational guys that i just think has been really good yeah gibson they picked up off the scrap heap like you said and he played more defensive snaps than anybody else on on the defense and that's yeah that's that's really impressive what do you think about the nickel corner position you know if if ward is definitely out and it sounds like he is you know, what do you think, Samuel Womack? Are they going to move Diamador Dion- Lenore inside? What's uh, what's the thought? I I asked Eric Davis. Eric Davis was doing a a thing on Twitter where he was asking for questions, and I asked something about uh, Lenore. I, I think, and he he said I think that he needs to be inside. So what what do you think? Uh, what do you think we're looking at uh, at nickel? I think. Samuel Womack would probably be the guy in his current thing. And, I mean, if Demo hasn't proved by now that he's an outside corner, I think he could play both. I think his natural fit is inside. But, good gosh, dude gave up one touchdown. One <laughs> touchdown all year. He was the best corner in the playoffs for any yeah. team. 
I mean, yeah. he shut down amazing wide receivers, CD Lamb, right? Against both the Eagles guys. Like the dude just absolutely balled out. Like Demo is incredible. I know people were really upset in the middle of the season. There were some rough where he, you know, he was always in position, but just the, the catches were being made over him. But good mm-hmm. gosh, like that dude was just unbelievable yeah. uh, down the stretch. So I, I've got no issues whatsoever with Demo outside. I love the comment by 40 Irons Faithful. Uh, sign E-Man and move Demo inside. Well, E-Man's probably not going to be ready right. until, you know, week seven or eight uh, mm-hmm. around there. So, um, no, I am I think Demo's great. I really, really do. His best position is probably nickel, but I do not mind him at all being the starting outside corner for the 2023 season. Yeah, he he was great, and I I hope that they re-sign Emmanuel Mosley. But like you said, who knows when he's going to be ready? Jason Verrett, feel horrible for the guy, but I think it's time to move on. Um, Javon Kenlaw, what do you think about him? He's not a free agent, but I I am I am nearing the end of my rope with him. I think his contract is going to be his saving grace, um, and here's what I mean by that: like it's a rookie deal. You cut them, you're still paying them. So there's nothing really you can do with them. You got to go with them for another year. And he's just a, he's got to be an extra piece. And you're kind of where it's, he can go nowhere but up. Uh, he coming off the worst game of his entire career by far. Um, and who knows? Maybe he could save his, it's a contract year. I love the man, love who he is off the field, love his story, love what he's fought to overcome. It was just a terrible game. It was a terrible game. And I I think people are forgetting that dude forced three fourth down stops three games in a row. Um, If you look at, I think it was the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks game, the first one in the playoffs. Like He's had some positive plays, but he got posterized several times in a row by Jason Kelsey in his biggest stage of his career. But, uh, you know, do you pick up the fifth-year option? No way. There's no way you do that. But Mm -hmm. his fourth year, it's already – it's a rookie deal. So there's, I mean, you're bringing him back. You've seen what he can do. Can he stay healthy? Can he just be that plug in big down situations, heavy run situations? That's what you're hoping for. But yeah, you don't cut him or anything. There's no trade. Nobody's going to trade for that deal. Um, You got him for one more year and I hope he can prove himself so he can sign probably somewhere else. Um, But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I you know I I never expected him to replace DeForest Buckner, but I hoped that Two this year, players. yeah, right. And DeForest Buckner is elite, and I, I hoped this year that he would at least provide some of the run stuffing and some interior pass rush that DJ Jones uh, did. But uh, man, the 49ers defense missed DJ Jones this year. Yeah. Um, Big time. And another main issue with the 49ers has been since Shanahan showed up, not that it's a Shanahan issue, is that they stack injuries at the same position. Yeah. You know, there was one year where we lost five centers before the season even started. This year, you had four quarterback injuries. This year, you had five defensive tackle injuries. Um, You know, the previous years, you had four or more running back injuries. So whenever injuries happen in football, there's no doubt about it. But whenever you stack at one position all those injuries, that's where it gets weird. And yeah. it just it showed this year. It showed this year. Yeah, it it really did. I I would I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a question about Jimmy Garoppolo. Bring it. You know, Let's do this. I remember Let's get weird. On the, what was it, Monday? Was that the uh I don't remember when it was, the final 
press conference of the season, Shanahan and Lynch. And, you know, I do remember kind of thinking, boy, he just, Kyle Shanahan just kind of seemed to blow off any talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. But I didn't, I didn't find it rude. I thought that Shanahan was grumpy the whole press conference. And especially on that last question, I don't know who asked that question, but it was a terrible question uh, about, you know, getting your quarterbacks hurt. But, you know, and then now Tim Kama, Tim Kama, uh, Kawakami is talking about, you know, that he's talked to some players and and nobody came out and said anything, but Garoppolo didn't show up for the press conference. And and he's saying that what he's getting just from things he's hearing is that the relationship between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch went south as the season went on. We I mean, you think that's a real thing or you think that Garoppolo's just grumpy or uh, Kyle Shanahan was just grumpy and Garoppolo's ready to get out? Uh, or do you think there's more to it? No, I think there's a little more to it. This is the first time. Uh, Jimmy's always been different, even all the way back at his time in, uh, you know, New, New England, uh, problems with teammates there. And then here, every single offseason, the very first 2017, you trade for Jimmy, you win those five games, whatever else he disappears. Kittle's talked about this every single year. When the season's over, Jimmy's the first one out of the locker room. He won't answer my texts or return my calls yeah. until he's back. That's just who Jimmy right. is. <laughs> and you know, you kind of take what you get, but uh, Kittle's like his best friend. Kittle even said he bought me a phone and he won't even answer my, <laughs> my texts or my calls. Yeah. Like that's who Jimmy is. Now the Kyle Jimmy spat back and forth. Hey, what you reap is what you sow. And when Jimmy signed his redid deal this year, he took, I don't know, six or seven shots at Kyle Shanahan and his play calling and how he handles things through the press conference. I don't mind that at all. I like saltiness. And <laughs> hey, if Jimmy's going to be salty through press conference towards Kyle Shanahan, well, guess what? What you, you got to deal with it, man. Right. And so Kyle's sending some of that back. I love it. And, and this was also the exact same tone that Kyle had last year, right? No, there's no way Jimmy's coming back. There's, I cannot see a way for Jimmy to come back. I cannot see it. Well, he came back anyway. Um, yeah. And I don't think those two are going to be sending each other Christmas cards. I just don't <laughs> see it. Kyle is a loyalty guy to the max. You know, I always joke around and call it the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program where he brings all the people that he coached or played with in the past, him and Jimmy, they're not syncing up, man. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that was a, an interesting soap opera. Uh, I'm actually working on a piece right now for 49ers web zone talking about uh, how the 49ers quarterback situation has gone from legendary to soap opera. Yeah. Uh, so uh, have that out. We talked about Talanoa Hufunga earlier and how he made a jump, you know, from his rookie season to his second season. You see that from anybody else coming up? Yeah, there, there's a couple guys. If I could pick one that would make the jump, not, I'm, not that I'm predicting this. I'm saying it would be in the 49ers' best interest if this player did make a jump. That's straight Jackson. Um, who struggled down the stretch and was a healthy scratch for like five of the last like seven weeks. If the 49ers could have any player make a jump, it would be him. Um, he's got all of the tools, but the NFL is different than college. Kyle Shanahan called him out yeah. blatantly um, and mm -hmm. basically said he's, he lost all of his strength. Um, and that's hard to do to maintain that through the NFL season. So if right. I could have anybody make a jump, it would be him. If I could predict 
anybody to make a jump? I, I'm going to go with two guys. Samuel Womack, who I do think will start at nickel, and a little bit of a reach. Um, Quantrez Knight, undrafted free agent. I absolutely love this dude. He won special uh, – he won, sorry, scout team player of the mm -hmm. year. I think that dude, he can play nickel. He can play outside. He can play safety. If – and this is a big if – but if Tayshawn Gibson does, in fact, retire, which he's earned it, um, one of my dark horse candidates is going to be Quantrez Knight, who we didn't get to see on the active roster at all this year. But that kid's got some special, something special to him. I really, really like him. So you think they might uh, move him to safety? He was taking some snaps there, uh, okay. even you know throughout uh, special teams. Or sorry, scout team. I did it again. Uh, he was doing some safety work as well. He's a ball hawk wherever you want to put him. And so you know, I really do just see Emmanuel Mosley the progressant progression that he took. I think that's Quantrez Knight to a T, uh, nice. undrafted free agent that can kind of play inside outside. A lot of people forget Mosley was a slot guy his first year mm -hmm. with the Niners. Yeah, then moved outside. So. Right. That's good. Yeah, 49ers faithful forever. Uh, I think still talking about Drake Jackson. Seen him lose strength on your breakdowns, John, when he kept doing spin moves. Yeah, so. and his biggest problem was he was brought in on pass rushing downs. He could not maintain his, his lane integrity. So when the quarterbacks were running uh, for first downs, it was almost always at Drake Jackson because he was just getting washed down or washed out um at the point of contact and yeah spin moves i hate spin moves as a former coach <laughs> I always used to tell my guys why in the hell would you turn your back to the ball carrier <laughs> right. you can't see what's happening don't do that yeah. <laughs> the last things as you can possibly it's your last case scenario and even then i'm going to yell at you when you come to the sideline <laughs> uh, you play football with your eyes yeah, great. That's great advice. <laughs> Biggest concern for 2023. I think I think it's going to be the same thing that the 49ers had this year and they're going to be as good as their defensive line will allow them to be. You know, the 49ers had the number 1 defense, points, yards, whatever metric you want, they dominated. However, they were not getting after the quarterback. And, yeah. you know, you look at the sacks that took place down the stretch. Quarterbacks weren't getting hit. Quarterbacks were somewhat comfortable. Now, were they putting up lots of points? No. But if this team's going to be what it could be, it's got to have a better pass rush. It just has to. And that's my biggest concern is the pass rush opposite of Bosa. Armstead's great. Um, he's a complete, you know, run defender, pass defender. Bosa's the best defensive player in football, but you can't just have two aces. Yeah, you, you can't, you got to get some guys there. That's why I want to see McGlinchey go elsewhere and spend that money on a defensive end or a pass rushing defensive tackle or something. Uh, because I think that defensive line and that's who John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. built this team around. Yeah. It just hasn't panned and out that, the way. Yeah. And it was the strength in 2019. That was the strength mm -hmm. of the team. And, and you're right. Uh, the the team goes as they go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had I had planned to ask you uh, some questions about the uh, defensive coordinator spot, but instead, uh, oh. Steve Wilkes. Uh, but instead, I'm gonna just send people to because I you just did a podcast on that. So where can they find your work? Where can they find? Because I I, I thought that was really good information. I wasn't super familiar with Steve Wilkes, just a little bit here and there, uh, but I learned some good stuff in that. So where 
where can uh, where can people find you? Yeah, if you just type in John Chapman or 49ers Rush, wherever you watch, listen, download, we're going to find that. Um, and it was about three episodes ago, just uh, 49ers hire Steve Wilkes as DC. And, you know, we did about an hour just breaking down his past, players he's coached, players he's been around, schemes, all that kind of stuff, who he is, who he's not. Um, and I don't know, it, it was it was a lot of fun because, you know, we get to this point and the offseason just started. But we know our guys, you know, yeah. we know our guys. And so we've always promoted from within the 49ers have. And now it's nice to kind of look out mm-hmm. and bring some new experience blood in. And I'm just so excited about what Steve Wilkes is and kind of who he is. Amazing human being. And again, just real quick, I'm just going to rattle off some names that this <laughs> dude has coached because All it's right. impressive. Sean Taylor, Ryan Clark. Charles Tillman, Eric Weddle, Quentin Jammer, Booter Baker, Patrick uh, Peterson, linebackers, Brian Erlacher, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Lance Briggs, Deans, Miles Garrett, Julius Peppers, Chandler Jones, Brian Burns. And that's all the Twitter uh, limitation that I can fit. There's more <laughs> great names. This dude has been around studs, and he's going to be able to step in. We got an all-pro at every level this year. Fred Warner, Talano Funga, Nick Bosa, he can handle all those things. I'm very, very excited. Now, is this Vic Fangio home run? I don't think so. I think this is a double or a triple, or if you're a golf guy, right down the fairway. Um, excited about this hire. Really, really Good. am. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I am too. I, From what I hear, he's he's a leader of men, and I think that that's, that's definitely something that uh, we as 49ers fans want to see on our team. John, thanks so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and to hear uh, some of your takes uh, on this. I really appreciate your time. Dude, I this is awesome. Mark, I'm one of your biggest fans. So <laughs> I, I read that. everything that you do. You're always positive. You're always putting out great information. And one of my favorite things that I think – how do I say this? You're always, you're not replicating what's being done. You're always doing something new and original and asking different questions. And that's something that in this industry is difficult. So man, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm a big fan and uh, absolute honor to be on your show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. That means a lot. And thanks for not only mentoring me, but uh, I know that you've helped out a lot of other content creators. So thanks for the investment that you put in. And thanks, guys, uh, everybody who's uh, watching. Appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind taking some time to subscribe, that would make you my new best friend. And uh, make sure you find John and and subscribe to to everything that he does if you hadn't already done that. Everybody stay safe out there and uh, go Niners. Go Niners, baby. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.